0: Andre Celia, you are becoming more and more famous as uh, the currency predictions go forward. <laughs> Last time we spoke two weeks ago, we were 12 days into the invasion of Ukraine. Markets are being influenced in ways, I suppose, that no one really knows what Putin's next move would be. And you're in the unenviable position of having to advise Treasury One's clients uh, what to do about their currency exposures. How do you deal with something like this where no one in the world has a clue what Putin's next move might be? And yet, uh, you've got many of your clients who actually have to position themselves in a way that they don't get disadvantaged.
1: Yes, it's not a very fortunate position at this point in time. But um, as I've said many times before, the emphasis is not really on trying to predict the currency but to try and manage the risk that comes along with being in markets, either importing or exporting, and to mitigate some of those risks. And there's various products that you can use. Um, We have advised our exporters some time back and for quite a long time now that if you see it around the 1530 and 1540 levels, which we have seen before, uh, to take some forward cover because it might not be staying at those levels for too long. Just
0: explain that, Andre. Explain that. Fifteen thirty, fifteen forty. Because we've we've surely got people all over the world who are listening to this, not uh, not just South Africans. Um, what is that? Presumably, that's the rand dollar exchange rate you're talking about. And then what is forward? That's the cover?
1: rand dollar. Yeah, that's the rand dollar exchange rate. Um, now, at those levels, we recommended to our exporters, that they should look at covering some of their risks off, uh, especially for the short term, because those rates might not be there for a very long period of time. And you can recall that we've spoken about a currency that traded in a 1520 to 1550 band. uh, And we said several times that if it breaks out of the 1520 to the bottom end, uh, that we could rally into uh, testing the 15 levels against the RAND. Uh, which is exactly what happened. And now we're at these levels where we're currently trading around the 1485, and in between we had the war uh, and the start of the war, and and a currency that behaved very, very strangely, because I think most people expected the Rand to take a bit of a beating uh, and weaken substantially uh, at the start of that war. Uh, And the question arises as to why that didn't happen, but we can discuss that just now. But for the moment, we've broken out of the 1520 range, which uh, we said if it breaks those levels, we can very easily retreat below the 15 level, and we are currently below the 15 level. Uh, so th- there's no ways uh, that it will break out of. Now, I want to rephrase that. Can't say that there's no ways, but it's very unlikely that it will break out of a range uh, of the 1485 to fifteen twenty levels at this stage. Um, it seems to be fairly entrenched in those levels. We are, we are getting closer to technical levels again, where if it breaks lower, then we could even go down as low as 14 and a
0: half. It's extraordinary stuff, because as you said just a moment ago, when the war began, the immediate uh, view of most people would have been, well, emerging market currencies, we're going to come under pressure, it would be risk-off for now, and the RAND being one of those currencies would actually have weakened. And as you've just explained, it's gone the other way. So tell us why.
1: Okay, so if you look at the RAND and and, and you're wondering why, then we have also seen a gold price reaching levels of uh, 2,070. Uh, we've had platinum up at $3,500, $3,600 an ounce. Uh, we've had palladium uh, palladium up at the $3,600, platinum around the $1,300. Uh, it's since come down quite a bit, but at those levels, South Africa being a commodity country, we definitely got a bit of a right tick in, in that block. Secondly, uh, If you look at Russia and you look at the South African trade figures with Russia, certain industries in the country, and I'm thinking here about a fruit industry, for instance, might be slightly more exposed. But if you look at the overall trade of South Africa with Russia, then our trade with Russia and the Ukraine are relatively small and they are not our biggest trading counterparts. So, in other words, in terms of sanctions, in terms of uh, a flow of goods between the countries, uh, once again, we could get a little right in that block. Geographically, we sit at the southern tip of Africa, which is a bit far removed from uh, what happens in Europe. And if this escalates, uh, and we don't know whether it will escalate, hopefully it will not, but even if it escalates, being at the southern tip of Africa, geographically, we're a little right tick in that block again Uh, and then so with all those little right ticks and in terms of trade in terms of imports exports uh, then also getting a right tick uh, that's why the rand actually performed better our yields are also still relatively high compared to other emerging market countries uh, and the first world countries so You almost, for a change, can say that we're a slight safe haven at the southern tip of Africa. Uh, And hence, the Rand performed exceptionally well during this period. It
0: is extraordinary, isn't it? um, All other logics would have explained, would have suggested it differently, but as you've you've unpacked for us, there are specific reasons. Yes,
1: and so we are uh, at the benefit side of what happens. Uh, and and a stronger RAND. And if you then look at what I've just mentioned, a a war playing out in Europe, and you look at Europe's trade figures with Russia, for instance, Russia being a major trading counterpart of Europe with massive good flows, uh, they massively depended on uh, oil and gas from Russia's side. And if you then look at the euro and the weakening of the euro, uh, and how strongly the rand's performing against the Euro. That sort of underlines exactly what I've said uh, in, in, in the previous part. Uh, and now we've also, since last week, had an interest rate increase uh, in America. And last night we had the Federal Reserve uh, Chairman Uh, once again hinting that that 25 basis points might have been very, very conservative. And with a stubborn high inflation, they might very well look at a 50 basis point move at their next meeting, which places the euro further on the back foot and the dollar on the front foot.
0: Andre, when we then have a look back at where we were two weeks ago, and in the past two weeks, as you've explained, the RAND has firmed, it has got stronger. How then are we to interpret what might happen going forward?
1: Well, it's very difficult to interpret what uh, what goes forward. Uh, we are seeing that the oil price is performing uh, badly again. And if I say badly, good for oil and for uh, oil drillers, uh, bad for consumers. Um, so if you look at that, just that there, but I think the reason for that is Europe uh, saying that they might place an embargo on the oil. Uh, and there could be a further shortage of oil then, uh, because nobody else can import oil out of Russia. But this, going forward, we have to see how close we get to talks between the Ukraine and Russia, because that will definitely uh, impact what goes forward and how things gel out forward. But for the moment, I do not foresee that the RAND uh, will suddenly weaken Uh, and go above the 15.10, 15.20 level. We will remain within these ranges and we have to watch the 14.80 uh, level quite closely. If that breaks below uh, out of that range below 14.80, then we could go into a range of 14.50 to 14.90 uh, for quite a period. So at the moment, the risk for me is to a stronger RAN at the moment and not really a weaker RAN. Uh, And that's how I would map out the road forward. Uh, Rather look at a stronger currency than a weaker currency.
0: Your clients, are you suggesting that they don't take out insurance against a weakening of the RAND right now?
1: Well, I wouldn't take out uh, cover in terms of expecting a massive weakening of the currency. If I was an importer, and if I were to advise importers on the short term with the strong levels of where the currency is trading currently against the dollar, and uh, well against the against the US dollar and against the euro, mm. I would certainly look at taking some forward cover uh, for my short-term commitments that I have to pay as an importer, as an exporter. If you have not taken out forward cover as yet, and you have absolutely no forward cover, I would look at starting to protect the bottom end. Um, and there's various products that you can use. I would not necessarily take out uh, fixed forward, rate right forward cover, but I would most probably look at fixing flaws uh, so that I'm not further exposed to any further strength, especially in the short it's term. So,
0: it's so interesting that, uh, that the world can change so quickly. And I guess it could if Zelensky and Putin and, uh, and their teams were to get together, call a truce, end this war, what would the immediate impact of that be on the rand, if any?
1: Well, I think the immediate impact of that would most probably be slightly negative towards the rand, because we could then see that commodities uh, decline in price quite a bit, uh, and that could uh, spell some negativity in the terms of our terms of trade uh, and a commodity boom that is not as strong as everybody then expected, or. The wage held out in the last two, three weeks, and that might be slightly negative for the currency. Uh, But even in the face of that, I would not bet on massive weakening of the currency at this point in time.